Hats Off is an edutainment podcast that is in no way a substitute for clinical assessment, diagnosis, and treatment. The views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and their guest. Mental health is defined as a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. But sometimes we have to get real, and that's when we say, hats off. What's up? We're back. Oh, another one. It's another one. What episode is this? I don't even know mm. anymore. You keep track. You have a better, you do a better job of keeping track. It's this five. is five. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. Welcome back to episode five, our hat heads. Um... We are excited to have more guests this week, um, and so we are going to, um, well, first, I'm sorry, I have to always do my therapist thing. Check Let's in. check in. How are you, Earl? Pretty good. Moving week is coming soon. Yes, Earl is getting ready to move. I don't envy him, except for the fact that he has hardwood floors everywhere, <laughs> and I don't. I have hardwoods downstairs and carpet upstairs, and that's the devil. Yeah, carpet um, is the devil. Carpet is carpet. the devil, but um, I'm excited for him to be moving. I just hate moving. Yeah, I'm not happy about the weekend, but I'm going to get my Neos to move everything, so it's okay. It'll work out. I like it. <laughs> See, that's the benefit of being Greek. I'm sure there are other benefits of being Y'all who are Greek, don't don't hit me back with that. That's not the benefit, because in 1903, I get it. It's amazing. That's but beautiful. it's nice. What I'm saying is that's a good perk. You have assistance. Perk. Can I use perk? Is that appropriate? Well, I, okay. I call it a perk. Gotcha. So using cool. all the little... I'm just gonna say, hey, I'll I'll give y'all pizza if you well at least you will work. Right, that's what I'm saying. We well, gotta feed. Are you gonna make them dress like women and move your stuff too? Oh, see, no, that, no, that's that's, how, that's, that's the non. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the the majority group who do those types of things. Yeah. We don't we don't rock like that okay. over on the I mean, NPHC side. NPHC no, no, no. side, we don't do that. That's the, the, world that's the pan. That's the pan Hellenic and water. <laughs> So for my neo, don't even get juice or Gatorade. It's high. You gotta stay healthy, man. You're not gonna get oh, electrolytes. I would prefer water. I think they might. You need to have a couple of Gatorade options. An electrolyte will save your life. I'm gonna give you warm you know water. You know you're gonna be living on the third floor. Water on ice. You know you're gonna be living on the third floor. That's just rude. Oh, cold man. water or warm water. All right. Well, neo, y'all heard it. So get missing if you if you yeah. Don't answer your phone. If you don't want to work, <laughs> I know where all of y'all live. Oh, that's the thing. That's so bad. So, so that's the thing. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So we have some wonderful guests today, um, and we're going to tip our hats to them and let them introduce themselves. So I'm going to tip my hat to Brandy. Hi, I am Brandy Mashana. I am a blogger and small business owner over at PrettyGirlSmarterWoman.com, and I'm just here for all things that cater to millennial women, especially millennial women of color. Yay. Now Courtney says she's not a millennial. Did y'all read that article? <laughs> I didn't read it, but that said that we like if you are in a certain group that you're like a hybrid between Generation That's X and thing. Millennial and you're like a Zennial because we didn't have access to That's technology forever. Like we had Oregon Trail That's and Number Crunch and Number Monsters and stuff first and may, floppy disks. That's not a thing. I think it may be a thing. I think because there is I, a game. I feel as though Courtney is being an extreme Millennial to try to make her own group. <laughs> She's trying to make her own lane. Right? Which is yeah. what Millennials do. Like, right. no ma'am. <laughs> but other Millennials do it and it works. So why can't I have a group? I, I think it, you have some truth to that because we do kind of like gel between both absolutely you know, so what year does that generation it's like 78 to like 83 i don't think 70s babies are in that but not you know. at all in the article i think it was like 78 or 77 to 83 that was that group. i think 70 babies when does, are kind of when does millennials stop 
Ooh. 2000? Maybe. See, I that think the millennial branch is too long. That's what I think that's the problem. I've it's also too seen long. Because, like, how is Earl 10 years younger than me and we both millennials? Like, he's literally 10 years younger than me. He's yeah. 10 years younger yeah. than me. Yeah, and we're both millennials. You're 92? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was born in 82. I was born in 85. See, I get along with yeah. the 85 millennials. Yeah. And then the 92 millennials, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, Yeah, he's baby. a very See, different, he's a different I, 92 millennial. like 80s. Yeah, I'm going to say, he's a different. Like my sisters a, are 80, where Tisha's like 85 and hey, Brittany's Tisha. 88. Hey, Brittany. Yeah. See, okay. those millennials I get along with, it's those 90 millennials. That's just kind of like it's a it's a different I, exactly. I get along with everybody. Just... <laughs> oh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, We're tipping uh, our hat to Mario. Sorry, coming man. with the deep. He coming with the deep with the with the Teddy pentagram. Yeah, with the bare white. Teddy. teddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, um, I'm Demario Baker, um, founder of Inspires Foundation. Um, fairly new foundation, but we uh, focus on you know helping kids to change their mindsets um, within their environments uh, to kind of see where they can do for their futures. Um, you know, I, I was a troubled teen, so I'm just really trying to help, you know, kids that were in the same situation I was in to kind of improve their lives through critical thinking and some educational aspects. Um, so, yeah, we've been doing that for about six months now, and uh, everything's going well. So that's just what I do. Awesome. All right. And we will yeah. share their information again at the end mm-hmm. and get more detailed about all the places you can like like and subscribe and follow them. Right. Um, so today we are talking about, because maybe this is just me, maybe this is my session and we're just going to have a little bit of group therapy. <laughs> um, but all of you know that I am a mom and I have found that this journey is very different than I thought it would be um, on a lot of different levels and that we now have a pressure to do it differently um, than generations before us. And so both Demaria and Brandy are also parents. Um, and um, I just wanted to talk about, you know, like raising these new kids. Because what generation are they going to be? Well, some of your, your children are Z. Yeah, so... Um... My wife, so we have four boys. Mm-hmm. Our oldest is 23. Um, and then it goes from 16, 15, and 14. So you have a millennial. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He. Uh, See, and aren't you a millennial too? Kind of. See, that don't make no sense. Like, how how you and your daddy going be in the same generation? Like, that's that's definitely not a thing. That's definitely not a thing. So there's a, there's a subject. I'm just, okay, okay. Yeah, we can, we, that's it's, a It's going to be an ongoing argument. With, whole other So just be prepared to hear this like, in every podcast. Yeah. Okay, yeah, go ahead. But that's, I mean, so so my wife, she had, uh, she has three boys before me. I only have one you know, biological son, but, you know, so the oldest is 23. So he's cool. I mean, he's different, but, you know. We, we get all we all get along, you know. So what are the ages? Twenty three. Twenty three, sixteen, fifteen, and fourteen. Okay, and they're yeah. Zers, right? Sixteen, fifteen, and fourteen are Zers. Is that the new? I really don't even know. I don't know. know. I'm, I don't know. It up. I'm about to pull. Okay, up these stuff kids. Up. Yeah, There's so many. Yes. I don't yeah. even think they they don't even like labels. Like you know what I mean? You try to label them kids. So maybe like, so maybe know. that label stuff will stop with this new group because millennials love a label. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, we love a label. So yeah. Not me. I really don't care about labels either. Like I'm not even big on Zodiac signs. Yeah, so. Courtney, you're oh, I'm definitely super a big on Zodiac. Yeah, it's Virgo. from '77 yeah, to '95. My wife's a Virgo, so I, I believe it See, is. See, '77 to '95 is a whole like that's a whole. That's too many generations. That's too many. That's seventeen years. That don't make any sense. But each generation is like that. Baby boomers is from '46 to '64. Oh gosh. Well, maybe Generation we X just... is six. Generation X is the shortest. It's only eleven years. '65 to '76. 
Hmm. See, that makes more sense. But yeah. and then Z is. I think somebody got lazy on on these labels. So ninety six. Somebody and after. got lazy. So there's nothing lazy. after Z. Not right now. So the, so my child don't even have a generation. No, your child's a Z. Can't be like ninety six. That's, that's and twenty later. years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Generation Z. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. okay. So, and then Brandy, how old is your little one? He will be three next month. That's right. Oh, we all have boys. Yes. 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 And then okay. Carter will be six on the nineteenth. Happy birthday, Pooh. <laughs> um, so, first question is, what was the most surprising thing to you once you became a parent? Like, what did you like? What was like? Wow, I didn't know this was a thing. How fast I grew up. Mm. That was the biggest thing for me. I was uh, pretty immature, so. You know, once I understood that I was having a kid, then I literally had to have a sit down with myself. <laughs> it was like, it's time to get yourself together. Like, you know, you played around long enough. Mm-hmm. So, and what does that look like? Like, when you say get yourself together, like, what um, do you think you need to do in order to be a good father, especially to, be, to a son? Well, you have to take a hard look in the mirror and and really, as a man, decide what type of father you want your son to look at. You know, what do you want him to emulate? Right, because mm-hmm. He's going to watch you first. It's like a, a daughter watches her mother first. That's mm-hmm. how she knows how to become a lady, right? So it's the same thing, you know, when you have a son. And I said to myself, like, man, I do not want my son to be me who I am right now in this in this mm. time. So mm-hmm. I need to be who I want him to be, mm. right? So that was kind of my conversation for myself. And so it took a long time to kind of uh, align all the stars to get there, but it worked eventually. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Brandy? What was the most surprising piece of being a mom? It probably shouldn't be surprising, but it still was surprising. But it's like when you become a parent, your time is truly not your own. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's I, the I, truth. it's like, you know, you become a mom and it's like you need a babysitter for sometimes everything. Even yeah, the for little a shower. Things, yeah. For, for yeah, a shower. Yeah, I need somebody to watch this baby while I wash. You yeah. know, like. You gotta I need hold to hold his hand and watch the baby. <laughs> exactly. like, stay yeah. right there. You know, like, I need to get my nails done. Can I get a babysitter for two hours? Yes. Like, I want to go to the grocery store in peace. I need a babysitter for that. <laughs> you know, and it's like, you want to come home sometimes and relax. And it's like, no. Yeah. And three was, yeah, three was an interesting age because they are like. So it's like, your ooh. time, I mean, your, your kids kind of run. They kind of run the show sometimes, you know. You mm-hmm. can't. I can't stay at work for ten hours because mm-hmm. I have somebody waiting on me. So I might want to do eight, maybe eight and a half. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. wait till sports get into play. Jeez. And and I want him to play sports. So yeah. then I'm like, I gotta leave work. Then we gotta go to soccer practice or oh. baseball practice. And it's like, yeah, where's so my time? <laughs> That's something you're not prepared for. Like, honestly, nobody's prepared for parenting. Like, mm. there's no blueprint. I agree. For that. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so many different levels. Like. Now I'm dealing with these teenage levels where their boys are looking into girls now a little bit heavier. Like, they want to have <laughs> sex now and uh, uh, sneaking around. Like, you know, you'd be like, come on, man. Don't. <laughs> you got to make me be hard. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm stressed out. Like, but oh, are man. you hard or are you like, I get it? A little bit of both. It's, okay. a, it's a balance. Um, I'm hard to the fact of preaching honesty and being you know, mm, forward and yeah. forthcoming. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's what I'm hard about. Um, but I'm understanding because I was there before, so I, you know, I try to help them to weave through the hard times. But the hardest thing is really getting them to communicate with you. You would think that 
because you consider yourself a cool parent, right? Mm-hmm. They still look at you like you old. Like, you know, they don't, they don't understand me. They old, right? You're like, exactly. man, I'm cool. I still listen to hip-hop. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I downloaded Jay-Z's new album. Yeah, you, know you say Jay-Z, they like, oh, man, he's 50. That's like... <laughs> <laughs> like, I heard Migos. I know Migos. Man. Is that... The that truest thing is when you, when you always just say, your parents say, well, you just wait till you get older. You'll see. Mm-hmm. Man, I hate that because I have to say that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, what, that's what it is. Very true. Very true. I think for me, the most surprising part was like how much fun it was. Like I didn't think it would be fun until he got older, but like Carter's my favorite person in the world. Like he is like <laughs> shady and like just like smart, but like smart in a very like quirky and cool way but he's also incredibly still like innocent about things like my cousin so we might talk about this later <laughs> on in the show. so my cousin was she doesn't spank her children but she was threatened like old school with a with oh, a belt man. and she was like popping the belt and her daughter did something and she popped the belt and Carter was like are you gonna belt us are you nope. gonna pop that belt at us? Like he like had no clue <laughs> what it was. Like what? And I was like, you are living a well, whole nother life, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was like, you gonna belt by my ear? Like are you gonna belt us? Like he was like offended. Like what? Are you gonna pop that at us? I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what that says about me as a mama. But he's not bad, and so yeah. you know, I believe you parent the child the way the child needs to be parented. And so, yeah, yeah he doesn't that. need that type of parenting, so I don't parent him that way. But that was so, so funny. But, yeah, I was surprised about how, like, much fun. I thought it was going to be hard, um, and it wasn't going to be as, like, just enjoyable. Like, I knew I was always going to love him, um, but I didn't know, like, it's just going to be so much fun. And I think maybe I try to make it really fun just because life is hard and busy and we're all out here trying to, you know, build a brand. Yeah. And so when we're not doing that, it's like, okay, well, let's have fun and, you know, live life. So that part was the most surprising. Uh, not to leave out, <laughs> Earl, what are you looking forward to when you become a parent? <laughs> is that a thing? Is that not a thing? He's like, I'm I not looking know. forward you know, to that. You know, that used to be a thing. I know. I well, I keep telling you, if but... Carter get bad around like 14, I'm well, going to drop know, him off at your house. I'm not so. a parent, but I feel like I have all these godchildren that are not You do. Like you do. That's, um, and they love it's you. It's not the same, though. Trust me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not even saying it God, is. Godkids, you can take them back home late. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. what I appreciate. And you're like, that's what you enjoy. Because, you know, I get Lando today. You do. He's fun. Landon is so shady, though. He's shady, too. He is also shady. I don't. This Z is what they're... I guess. Carter and Landon are the shadiest five-year-olds I know. Yes. It scares me at how ready they are for, like, a joke. And it's not even, like, the... They're serious, Innocent though. jokes. Yeah. 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 Like, so, I don't know. Did I tell the story about what Carter said to my mom about traveling? Not on here. So... You told me, yeah. <laughs> so, Carter is hanging out with Grandma Nana during the summer. And my mom said to him, she's like, you know, Carter, uh, when you get a little bit older, we're going to start taking trips. And he was like, I don't know, Nana. Like, you're already 63. We should probably start taking trips now. <laughs> wow. And like, and she said, and he just like walked off. It's like, natural. It's and so she was natural. like, can you just like <laughs> yeah, predict my death? Like, what is happening? Like, yeah, like, like, lady, you ain't got it. Like, if like, you want to go on a trip, let's make it happen. It's black and white. And he just says things. And he shades everybody. He shades me all the time. But it's just, it's funny and it's real. And I told you about what he did this weekend we were at the cookout. Yes. Literally was talking to another five-year-old girl. She was smiling him in his face. And I guess he was over the conversation at this point, although he asked her to sit by him. And he proceeds to eat hot dog. He's like, why are you staring at me? You're in my face. And then when we say something, he's just like, 
Like, okay, I'm like y'all have been embarrassed too. Okay, yeah. now I'm embarrassed. I mean, I but I think down. that's. I mean, so they, kids are coming out smarter these days. They are. Yeah, I just, I feel like they're speaking different. They're oh, they're they're just faster, man. Like even my, I have a little niece, man. She's just one years old and. She's she's eating spaghetti like a grown person, like, you know <laughs> like twirling her like, fork. No, not even twirling. Oh. She is like getting it in there, and then like one swoop, and you know. Their development is my niece. Yeah, because she's like a prodigy on the. Did I tell you she like randomly start playing the drums? I was like know. a beast and plays at church now. Oh And she's know. five too. Really? Just random. Yeah, like her. Everyone else sings, and then she just started. And like my sister posted a live the other day of them at her church, and she was just like on beat playing oh, with the awesome. person singing. And I was like, when did that happen? It's, it's a good thing. I think these kids are more sure of themselves than mm, we ever yeah. were. That's a good point. That confidence. Yeah. That's yeah. a good yes. point. They're more sure. So, of what do y'all think that's about? What do you think? Why are they more sure? I don't know. Each generation comes out smarter. Yeah. So I, mean, and I think this is a generation where it's kind of, you don't see anything that tells you that you can't do it. That's true. So it's like, yeah. no one's telling me I can't do this. Yeah. So yeah. why not? Let me just go out and try it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think generations before, especially in like the black community, would sometimes tell us we couldn't do things because they were afraid of us. Yeah, of what would happen. Like, I remember even when um, Obama was in his first election, like, my grandfather was like, oh, I hope he doesn't get elected because they're going to kill him. Mm -hmm. Like, and he was afraid. (laughs) Like, and he said it over and over again. And then when he got elected, he was like, I don't know. Like, the whole eight years, my granddaddy was like, I don't know. Like, they're going to get him. I think his survivor rate's better than Trump. (laughs) (laughs) 45. Oh, gosh. But, like, think about that like think about you know if you come to your parent and like i want to be president and that generation would have been like we don't we don't have that we don't do that like i don't know i think when in the 80s and the 90s i mean i think they were pressing the whole you can be what you want to be kind of thing yeah um it's just now that it's more foreseeable because i mean you have so much in your hands now mm-hmm. to be able to actually accomplish things like you know to accomplish anything you want to these days. I mean, it's just too much information out here for yeah. you. Absolutely. Nothing's to be hidden anymore. Absolutely. So then the question is, uh, how do we balance that like expectation of like you can be anything with letting them kind of figure it out and be kids when they want to be kids and like, you know what I mean? Like they don't have to be like amazing and magical like all the time. Like how do we balance that? Like what if they want to, you know, be a garbage man or like you know i mean i don't know what kid wants to be a garbage man <laughs> but if they i mean I, I don't know that's a good question i mean i think you still have to at least try to pique their interest in something and then once you notice that then start to breathe and and uh breathe them in that way i mean the earlier the better ah, that's how i see it mm-hmm. i think for me it's i think the older generations they would pick a career or mm-hmm. say they wanted to do yes. something and then 30, 40 years, they retire. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we don't have to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. You can be a garbage man for five years. Mm -hmm. You can go to college for the next four, Mm -hmm. turn around and own a company. And own a company. It's it's Mm -hmm. like, you you can have multiple careers. I was listening to another podcast and it said, people are living longer. And Mm -hmm. the longer you live, the more careers you will have. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we have to let our kids figure it out on their own. Absolutely. If you are not yeah. hurting yourself and you are not hurting anybody, be the best garbage man you can be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, will I occasionally be in your ear and be like, baby? You still like that? You still like that? You still like smelling like that? The paper? The girls like it? 
too. You know, I mean, I'm going to occasionally encourage you to do more, but I know that God willing, you live a long time. That mm-hmm. doesn't have to be where your journey ends. Absolutely. So yeah. for me, my, my promise to, to my son is that I will support anything that you want to do in life as long as it is legal, mm-hmm. not hurting you or hurting anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it, because ultimately it's his life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I want him to, to live the life that he chooses, not the mm-hmm. life that I think is absolutely. best for him. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I wonder, like, is do we do a disservice to our children when, you know, they don't ever have to struggle. Cause I know the days when I was like poor and like, we was worried, like, I don't know about this first, like the first just showing up real quick and I ain't going to have it. And you know what I mean? And like, we were eating ramen like three days, you know, three times a day. Like I, I built character in those times. I um, learned a lot about myself in those times. I became closer to the people in my life. And you know, if the, belief is like oh well you go off and you go to college and then you come out making six you know figures like is that realistic do they lose a part of that like those growing pains that are necessary if we're always encouraging them to just like you know go be great like no be mediocre sometimes so you can see mediocre ain't what you want like that shit is overrated and then then go be great you'll appreciate it more i think it's levels to struggle Mm -hmm. I, i think sometimes with the black community struggle for us is being poor mm-hmm. and yeah. living paycheck to paycheck. And mm-hmm. it's kind of, for me, it's kind of like, why does that have to be my son's struggle? Yeah, absolutely. I, mm-hmm. I think we can't go through life without some type of struggle, mm-hmm. but I don't want money to be our struggle. Yeah. Or to the yeah. point where we're living paycheck to paycheck or where Disney World is a dream, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and I think it's, so, it's okay to want money. Mm-hmm. Because money provides a better lifestyle, better school systems, a better mm-hmm. neighborhood, and it allows him to see things that we didn't get to see growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, another you know promise that I make to my son is that we won't have the struggles that I had yes. with my parents. Now, yeah. is everything going to be handed to him on a silver platter? Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. You know because good days don't last forever, bad mm-hmm. days don't last forever. Nothing's promised and nothing is guaranteed. And I hope he kind of sees that through the lifestyle that we have, you mm-hmm. know, and I hope he sees that whatever we have, yeah, that it, it came through hard work, that nothing has been given to us. But Absolutely. I, I, we will have struggles, but I just don't want money to be the, the struggle that we accept. Yeah. And I think there's ways to prepare. Like I said, I'm not a parent, but I know there's ways to just prepare them where if you go into the money aspect where they don't have to actually feel that struggle of finances. Like I know my mom, her daily speech every birthday year for me and my sister, she would always say, you know, happy birthday, I love you, you're the spill. But then she would say, well, each year comes different responsibilities. So by 15 that. and 16, <laughs> that's, she that's was dope. giving us a different bill. So we had a phone. I had my first phone bill. I was paying that since 15. 16, I got the car. I was paying my car, you know, gas and everything. And each year there would be a different bill. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got to college, that's a good idea. I was around my friends who have never paid anything in their yeah. life. So when I was, like, paying bills in school and then when I got my first apartment, they were like, how are you able to manage all this money, manage your money like that? And I was just like, yeah, I've been, 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 yeah. been doing this since yeah. 15, you yeah, know. Exactly. So yeah. by the time I was out, stuff. she prepared us. So I was like, it was a way that she taught us, like, I don't want you to be without. And uh, I think the only way I can teach you about money is for you to handle your own money. Yeah. Exactly. I, so, yeah. I agree with that. I think struggle breeds greatness. I mean, yeah. I've, I'm a firm believer in that, and I guess, like she said, I don't think money has to be the, the struggle. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I do believe if a kid doesn't understand struggle, then they'll never be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. Like yes. seeing seeing struggle is different than actually living struggle. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. um, that, that's a big thing too uh, that we all go through, and um, especially my wife and I, we talk about that all the time because our kids haven't seen the type same type of struggle that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Basically, because I mean, I grew up a couple blocks from here, right mm-hmm. on West Boulevard and off in Cherry and the neighborhood there. I mean, it was a lot of struggle going on. And you felt that, and mm-hmm. and that intensity made you want to get out, mm-hmm. get up, and get out and get something, regardless yeah. of you know whether you made the right choices to do it. Mm-hmm. But your your hustle and your your go get it, you know, ness. If I think that's a word that was not, yeah. but your go get it ness. Um, <laughs> it, make it a word. You know, it's bred through that. You know what I mean? So I I I'm a firm believer that struggle beats greatness. If your kid doesn't understand struggle. I think Trust me, ambition. they're not going to be ready because Absolutely. you're going to go through struggle regardless. Absolutely. And it may be financial. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want that to be your kid's struggle. But when they're on their own, if they don't understand it, they're going to, mm-hmm. first thing struggle they're going to have is money. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know what I mean? So they yeah. have to understand that. You know what yeah. I mean? And, you know, if they don't experience it as a child, then they, they're just not going to be ready for it. Yeah. And I can speak to, like, so my parents, <laughs> you know, worked really, really hard. And I was very fortunate. I was, you know, just middle class growing up. And so I didn't know struggle as a um, child. Like, we just, we had things. Like, we went to Disney World. We did yeah. things. And I didn't understand money. Well, like, I don't, me and my dad had this discussion <laughs> a couple <laughs> of weeks ago where he he feels like he tried to teach me about money. I feel like I did a lot of learning about money on my own. But like when I went to college, my parents were very much like, um, like Chuck a deuce. Like, you know what I mean? They were like, they pulled like the, you know, the Huxtable, like, Oh, this is our money. Like, you know what I mean? Like you want to move out. And like my dad, he would, you know, he was like, well, you won't have to worry about your rent when you have an apartment. So he would pay the rent. But he was like, but if you sit in the dark, in the hot, um, I don't and hungry. I don't know. Like that's, that's on you. you. Like you know what I mean. He's like you always have a structure to live in, but mm-hmm. you should. You know. And I always. I had a job at sixteen. Like I'd always yeah. worked. So, but I wasn't good with my money because I could spend my money on whatever I wanted because the necessities and a lot of the wants were just provided, yeah. and so I had to figure it out on my own. Um, and but that helped me for my understanding of how I want to do things differently and how I want to teach Carter differently. But yeah, so that was a different, but I wonder like who I would be if they had just continued that into my adult life. Like, oh, y'all don't have your light bill? Oh, here you go. Oh, you don't have this? Oh, here you go. And how that would have like set me up for the oak. Like you would have, that's setting you up for failure because that's not always life. I remember I got cussed out when I bought my first apartment. Did you? Oh, my mom was She didn't feel like you were ready? No, she knew. So my mom has this thing, like she... She knows she prepares. I just think that fear. Mm-hmm. She's like, why would you want to leave school? We, well, that you means you don't be getting money out of your pocket. And I was like, because, I mean, I paid for school. Like, everything college-wise was on me. Yeah. So, like, scholarships and school. So, she was like, well, why? That's just going to be more on you. And I was just like, exactly. I don't want to be paying this school that I don't want to sleep on that campus. <laughs> yeah. And I'm giving them more money. Exactly. But she's just like, that means you're going to have to work. She cussed my sister out when she did it. Mm-hmm. She wow. did it just with all of us. It's just so weird. Like, she, But I was like, mama, you, do you, like, you were 20. And had your own apartment with us, and she's like, "That, but that, that was my point." But I'm saying, but that was the point. Mom, like we, she's like, I was, I was telling her, know what you have instilled in us. Like you, you yeah. know, we're not gonna mm. go without. And she's like, I know, but she, yeah. was, oh, she didn't talk before a mom. Oh yeah, so oh, no, wow. my my so cousin, she was, out, hot that she was mad about that apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, my cuss out came when I moved in with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That was that was my cuss mm-hmm. out. Even though my parent like. 
I ain't go. I, I'll How tell y'all on you? the break. I mean, I was like still in college, like like not able to drink legally, or oh no, I wasn't able to drink because we had we had my twenty first oh. birthday party in the house. <laughs> oh, I would have got on you too. Yeah, with, yeah. <laughs> but it, I, mean, I mean, there were some there were some dynamics to the situation. Like my roommate wanted to live on her own, and so I was gonna have to move out on my own anyway. He was yeah. always there. He should he should pay some. What I look like getting an apartment <laughs> and then this yeah. dude just rolling through like every day. Like you gonna pay a bill around this bitch. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and like. Because my parents were very like open and honest with me, I knew yeah. good and damn well. Yeah, they got married at like twenty two and twenty three, and they lived yeah. together for two years before that. So if we count back, yeah, but you know they don't like you know that count back. No. Okay. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Parents don't like that. They don't, say that. They don't like that rewind. And <laughs> no. I remember just looking like, you sure? You sure it's not? This is not an okay thing. We don't. You sure we don't do this in our family? You possible? Oh, okay. So, my, yeah. my mom was like, uh, yeah, it's about that time. I had a kid, too. So, <laughs> so like, You're like, I mean, I, I had to um, leave school early. So I, I left school with an associate's instead of my mm-hmm. bachelor's because I had a kid. And, and so when I first got home, you know, um, my son's mother at the time, she well, not at the time, my son's mother was living with her mom. And she was like, look, y'all need to do something. <laughs> so within six months after graduating, I had my own, my own place and apartment and car and all that stuff. So I was full-fledged. And they was like, good, thank you. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I didn't get cussed out at all. Like I, I got cussed out mostly in high school. <laughs> After that, then I was good. You know. Oh, yeah, high school. Yeah, high oh, school. Yeah. I was getting cussed out all the time. My mom kicked me out of my grandmother's house. Like, how you do that? <laughs> oh, that's when you know you mad. Yeah, oh, when you go to somebody else's house and be like, you uh, get out of here. Yeah. Oh, like, she I was don't... serious. I'm talking about iron skillet and all. Oh yeah. <laughs> Clothes outside. Are you gonna pan us? I was such a rebel. You gonna pan us? That's me, Carter. Are you gonna, are you gonna cook something? Mom? I wish I would say, is that a belting? I knew that belt too early. What? Oh. No. Be. Did y'all's mama's belts have a name? My mama's belt didn't have a name, but my grandma's belt had a name. Bessie. Nah, my Bessie. Belt and she would sit on top of the like china cabinet. Because my cousin used to not eat his food, and so she would, like, sit on top of the china cabinet and be like, oh, you don't wow. eat, Bessie. And we'd be like, you don't see Bessie up there, you better eat. <laughs> and then we would all, like, take it. Like, she'd walk away, we'd all, like, do a fork full of his food and, like, kind of. Y'all were trying to help him. Try to help him out. Like, it was too many things to be named. Shout out to that Dorian. I could get hit with. That would be a name. <laughs> I should. Okay. Yes. We didn't have time to be named. Yeah, yeah. We would have had a whole book of names. That's not a thing. No. <laughs> get whatever's in reach. Yeah. My oh, mom had, my mom Bell had a sound. That's how I know. It's like a coming out the closet oh yeah. man it got to a point though where the beat is to stop because I, I got immune I can't even imagine like pulling a belt a switch yes what? it's like you, a like, you better get used to that I, I know but it's just like oh god no. I don't know I'm I so, all the things so that's a, let's have that discussion uh, spanking or no spanking I think yes to spanking I do pop him now mm-hmm. um, you know like his hand mm-hmm. And the other day I popped him and he said, Are you okay? Shout out, shout out. Like, are you? Because about me, Mom. I, really, I really wasn't okay. I'm like, yeah, I really didn't want to have to do it. Did you reverse roles? Did, did you straight cry right in front of him? Like, no, I'm sorry. I got it together, but shout I'm like, out to all the therapist. Wait, you have a mini therapist. You have a mini therapist. I'm like, what is this, What's going on for you? What's that about yeah. me? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about with these kids. They're too small. They're yeah, like, man. They have you, you questioning. Are you okay? That's so it's amazing. Like, <laughs> That's like, the most okay? I could probably do. And I, and I know he's a boy. And he will try you. He, mm-hmm. he look, I tell him, you look for the trouble. The trouble don't find you. You find the trouble. But it's like, I just can't. As a parent that I am now, mm-hmm. I just can't see myself, like, 
Go, go pick out your own switch because we just got to pick yes. out our own switch. Oh yeah. man, no, my, pick out my grandma of... would pick. And up. if you picked out the wrong one, that's why they gotta go get. That's why they go back to like two and three four. She'd be like, yeah. no, that's not it. Okay. No, my grandma would get the switch because she had a good eye. And yeah. that's just, she didn't trust us. I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm a millennial. I don't know, but I just can't see yeah. that being the norm between my son yeah. and I. Yeah, I think it just depends on the kid. Like again, I just know for me. <laughs> Versus me and my sister, I can count the times Brittany has been beaten. Me, it was daily, <laughs> multiple times throughout the day. Because, I mean, my nickname was Chucky growing up. I feel like that was your mouth. It wasn't even my mouth. It just, my mom said I was too, I was too smart at my age. So mm. I used to even do, like, when I would get in trouble at school, when she would find out, she would like, damn. Like, she was like, what she was arguing about was right. And you handled it. But you supposed to call me because that's an adult. But I was like. Well, they weren't acting like an adult when they were talking to me like that. So oh, they, still, so we so just had you was doing his her stuff. Right. But like it was at a point where help she me, even knew me. that beatings didn't even work anymore. Because it would be a point. I remember my mom would beat me, and I would just sit there, and she's like, "You freaking me out." Because I wouldn't even cry. I would just look at her and then like, leave. I mean, we've done this already. And be like, "Okay." So she just had to start taking. So I think it just had to evolve. So like younger beatings would work, and then to the point where I got to take things from you. Yeah. So it, I think it just depends it, on the discipline. Kid. Does have evolution? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brittany? No, that yeah. girl's scary. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I can't imagine. I've never like out and out spanked Carter up to this point. I know I did the pop when he was little, and I remember one time I popped him, and he like popped me back, and I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, hitting's not nice." And then I was like, "Oh, well, wait." Did you just say that like hitting is not nice? Well, maybe I shouldn't hit you either at all. So then I just yeah. kind of was like, no, "All right," and. Like, oh. The, the other day. Oh, so the other day. He, so Carter's a big boy. He's um probably about four. He's so again he's five. He'll be six in on the nineteenth of July. But he's probably like four three. I don't know. His Carter's four, gonna be four. well over six feet. He wears like a two and a half shoe already. Um, okay. Yeah, he's a yeah. big boy, and he and but he's a real sweet. Like he's a gentle giant. Yeah, I'm upset. And that. so my cousin was laying on her couch. We were at their house, and she was laying with like her feet on top of each other, like just kind of stacked on each other. And he jumped on her leg and like hurt her foot. And on instinct, I, like, popped his, like, hip. And he was destroyed. Like, he went and got on the other part of the couch and, like, curled up. It was, like, mad. Like, just brooding about it and, like, considering, like, I can't believe my mom popped me. And yeah. her little girl came over and he was like, Dallas, I need a minute. I am very upset. <laughs> oh, wow. And she was like... I need a minute. She was like, Carter, I want to I wanna play. He was like, no. This is, I don't. I think the embarrassment uh, for them today. Yeah, he was, like, embarrassed. He was upset with me. He was like, like, and he was, I was like, come yeah. talk to me on the stairs. And he was I'm like, we don't do this. I'm not more kids, so I, I'm not trying to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. I like the like, old school kids. Like. He was like, we don't, we don't do this. Like, we had to chat about it that night. And he was just oh, like, wow. mommy, I mean, he was like, I was an accident. I didn't mean to hurt Cousin Mitri's foot. I just, I don't think I needed to be popped. I needed to talk. Like, I was like... <laughs> It was an instinct. Mommy's not perfect either. Like, we had this whole, like, <laughs> look, sometimes I'm going to react. That was a reaction. Oh, Don't jump on your cousin. Like, it was just this whole. He sucked you real he quick. He just, like, he's just so. I like Carter. Carter yeah. yeah, Carter's a cool kid. Carter's and a good so we negotiator. just. He is. And he just. And he's a but he's also just a good kid. Yeah. Because he just, from very early, I established, like, we're not doing this. Like, we always have gone places and done mm-hmm. things, and, like, we're going to go places, we're going to do things, and you're going to have your life together. Yeah, so, I just think it's, it's all about how you talk to your kids, too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, a suburban kid is not going to have the same influences that a project, kid from the projects, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's, it's going to be a different thing. So, I can understand it, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know that, um, 
for me, like I tell Carter, I'm like, where you where you pitch the tent is where we have revival. And so from like early, like you know what I mean. <laughs> that's why so, you say. Why you say stuff like, like that to a five year old? Like, no, so that's that's I would say that to him when he was like, I remember one time me and this lady got into it at Super Target. <laughs> I mean, he is my child. Like I can't get mad at him at all. That is my child. Like we went to Super Target one time. He was like two. He was cutting up, and I was like, oh, have a seat right there in front of the frozen food. And yeah. this lady came and like tried to get in. I was like, you don't see him in timeout. Like what what do you need? Wait, like you put him in timeout. Like out? where you pitch the tent. Is where we he is stood in like oh, he was, a, so he was in timeout where he was in front of a frozen food door. Man, how you gonna get mad at her about you creating? Uh, I'm not creating. A, I'm parenting my child, but, but if that's he was not running through here knocking stuff so, off. You would want me to but handle you him. Flipped, you know, I, you I, I shut him down. down. <laughs> like she supposed to say, "Well, I'm gonna come back when." Yes, that's exactly what she supposed to do. I'm parenting my child. I was like, it was like pizza. It was like pizza, and I was like, "You don't need pizza, no way." Like, let's go ahead, and neither of us need the pizza. Well, that's you pitching on the tent. Why don't you just come back? Like, I mean, he's gonna be here for two minutes. Yourself and him. He's gonna be here for two minutes, but it's not a punishment to me because I need you to understand that when I say something, it matters. And so when you show out, you get a consequence. And no, I'm not gonna molly whop you, but you gonna you gonna have a consequence. And so he had to like sit in the freezer with the door closed. Like, no, he didn't stand in the freezer. No, he like he like crisscrossed applesauce in front of the freezer. Like he was sitting down like in front of the freezer. Because he he like he was slamming the door, and I was like, stop slamming the door. You're gonna have to sit down. He slammed the door again. I turned him around, sat him down. And then the lady came around and was like, I need, and I was like, I see that you need something, but do you see I'm doing something? So if she got punished too. Wow. Yeah. She couldn't get her pizza. He, I mean, I two minutes. He was two. Two minutes, ma'am. What, what side of town were you on? This was Super Target over like, on my side. Rivergate. Yeah, that probably wasn't. That was probably cool yeah. over there. So, yeah, I was I like, wouldn't try that at Walmart on Wednesday. I was going to say, cool, <laughs> you Because, know, honestly, if that was me, I was like, like, I was like what you, you just told him? Because you pitching your tent. I'm about to give you a revival. And we would have had revival. I was like, you better put him over there on the bottom clothes hangers. We would have had revival on that. I wasn't even talking shit. Because I'm like, that don't have nothing to do with me. You're right. So you keep going. Get this pizza. We would have been fighting. Yeah, you go right on ahead, ma'am. Mm, this mm. this door will be open oh, in about wow. thirty seconds. Like, sit right here. Like, go look at the frozen that? vegetables. Go like, look at the frozen vegetables. Can you imagine a husband pulling up to wife like, babe, what are we waiting on? Well, she's punishing her son. Oh, okay, I'll wait for pizza. Okay. <laughs> How much time we got left? Two thirty days. seconds. Oh, okay, all right. Yep. Thanks. And that's why I don't need to spank him. But yeah. you see now he's like, my mama will straight like show out in the target. So let me just not let me. I might try that though. Cause yeah, I mean, like, I have a toddler and yeah. he, he cut a fool at the post office. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He would have been in time. And you know, it's a bunch of office. white people. So, you know, yep. I gotta, I couldn't just pop him. So I felt like there was nothing I could do. I felt like he got one up on exactly. me. Exactly. Nope. And by the time we left, it's like I felt like the moment was over. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can't pop you for something that happened 10, 15 minutes yeah, ago. Exactly. So if you'd have been in a black environment, would you just have whooped him? I feel like the black mamas would have been like, girl. Get him. Get him. Yes. Right they probably would you. Right. Yes. But you know, the, the white women were like, oh, no. Like oh, he, he dropped his lollipop. <laughs> and, you know, so he was going to pick it up and eat it. Yes. He was a boy. So I'm mm, like, no. Man. Do you? But you know, <laughs> the white moms are like, no, he can't eat that. And then he just pitched a fit when I took mm, it from him. Yeah. And then they're looking like, oh no. And I'm like, well, she didn't take his lollipop. Right. And I also was like, I felt like the black woman would have been like, handle him, or yeah. I'm gonna handle him for you, sis. Yes. So it's kind of like. Probably y'all would just. What's the nearest best? What's the nearest restroom? Please? I mean, we were in the post office. It was yeah, like four fifty. They closed at five. I'm trying to get my packages yeah, out. I get that. And yeah, he would have sat like, right up under the package <laughs> drop. 
Yeah. <laughs> and see, I didn't also, know how to. I sometimes I'll like, yeah, I'll be like, like girl, what are we on FaceTime? You put a sick joke. Yeah. I also. That's what you do to the, the close my uh, tone door. Yes, the whisper. I have a friend who said <laughs> that her mom used to do the whisper even when she was like three. Like they'd be yeah. out in public and she, like, she'd be cutting up. She'd be like, I will fuck your little ass up. Right yeah. Now. Like in her ear. And she'd be looking crazy. And she'd be like, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and like everybody else would be like, "What happened? Why does she look so scared?" Yeah, you like Johnny? You better sit your ass on Exactly. So yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely do that. Like you do not want to see what's gonna happen if you do not sit down right so now say and get it your again, life together. You will... I'm like, where you pitch the tent is where we have revival. Okay. So where you that. show out, I will show out. And I like, I think Carter does think I'm a little crazy because, <laughs> like. And I mean that. Like, so if you come to school and you show out at school, like, I'm going to come to school and embarrass you at school. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. it just is what it is. And do, do you really, do you really want that to be your life? See, I don't know how I feel about the parents embarrassing their kids publicly. Because, you know, now you, you yeah. it's kind of died down a little bit. Well, I don't see it on my mm-hmm. social media. But for a while, you saw the parents. Like, cutting the hair. Cutting the hair. And, and I yeah. think I saw. I just feel like you're asking for a visit. Well, I think if you if you're beating them in, on live, that, that's yeah, that's I, going I, too I much. I just think in general, like I I can understand, like mm-hmm. I I agree, like I will sit in class yeah. with you, you cutting up, exactly. I will yeah, sit I'm, that's what I mean, because all it's all embarrassing when you're a, a kid. But it's like some of it, you know. I saw like one was a it's little girl; much. she was maybe ten, pretending to be fifteen or sixteen online. Oh, yeah. So her mom put like the and maybe it was her dad put the pigtails on her hair, dressed her up very childlike. And posted that picture. And it's just like, I don't know how I feel about that. Because yeah. you could have handled that moment just between the two of you. So yeah. I don't know how I feel about embarrassing like my child. Her. You don't yes. know what her social media looks like. Yeah. And, and, and she her, has to go to school. And her self-esteem. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know for me, like, there were several times I cut up in school. Because I, I, I had behaviors. I struggled at times. Yeah. And I would cut up. And my mom would come in. My mom whooped. But she would, I would come to school in front of the class. Again, where you pinch the tits, where you have we have revival. And my mom would be like, all right, now look at this teacher in her face in front of your friends and apologize to her because that's not your job your job is to come here and learn and apologize to them for wasting their time like you know you know how embarrassing it was for me to have to be like i'm really sorry that i called you a bitch yesterday oh, and blah, 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 blah. you know what i mean and she's standing right there my friends are like snickering and all like i bet you i didn't do that again i bet yeah. you i sat down and like got my whole life together so yeah, uh-huh. and I and I do think that there's a part of again when I mess up, I need to go back and own it and apologize. Yeah. And so when Carter yeah. messes up, you need to go back and own it and apologize. And we've yeah. already had to do that, you know, a couple of times. And so you know, sometimes embarrassment is a thing, yeah. and you need to be able, you need to be resilient enough to own yeah. your shit yeah. and bounce back. Is it hard for you as a man to apologize to admit your wrong? No, not at all. Because um, no, because actually as this is my motto, like, you know, a lot of people always say that, you know, well, his dad was a certain way, so that's why he's like that. Like, if his, mm. if his dad beat his mom, then he would be his mom, he'll beat his wife, or whatever the case may be. <clears throat> I beg to differ. I really think that, for me, because of some of the things that my father didn't do, that I am making it a point to do, mm. right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't mind, even if it's, no matter what it is, my wife, my kids, whatever the case may be, I always self-reflect. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just try to see what I could have done better. Mm-hmm. And apologizing has never been a problem for me. Um, that's one thing my mom always says. Like, she she always compares me to my sisters because I'm the only boy and I'm the oldest. 
And she said, everybody gave her hell but me because when I did something wrong, I would always apologize. Mm, mm-hmm. She said, but my sisters never did. <laughs> so I guess it kind of just followed me as an adult because I really didn't realize I did that to my mom. Like, I was yeah. like, I apologize? She was like, yeah. I said, oh, okay. Well, I guess that's just who I am. You know what I mean? But yeah. no, nah, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I think you should because when kids kind of feel like you don't give a damn, you know, then they'll start to emulate that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. So speaking <clears throat> of like just accountability and how so what I one thing I've noticed that's tough for me that I didn't expect is the anxiety and fear around raising a black male in yeah. America. Yeah. I was not prepared for that. I remember, I don't know, um Brandy and Demario, if y'all remember this, there was an incident right when 45 was just being built. Like mm-hmm. we were in, you might not have still been in high school, but there was this African American lady who got pulled over on 45, and the cop like snatched her out of the car and like was real physically aggressive with her. Yeah. And um, I remember <clears> my mom like <throat> sitting me down. It was right when I was driving, and he was she was like, "Look, you gotta like you know." Do whatever they say. They may not talk to you well. They may not treat you correctly. You still just, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Like, I'll handle it when you get home safely. And I remember having that conversation with her. But I didn't, like, and I remember her saying things as a child, like, you can't do what your friends do. Like, I've always gone to majority white schools. And she'd be like, look, like, you are not allowed to do the things your friends do. They're going to look at you differently and treat you differently. And she was right. And I find myself now very worried about that, especially with the climate right now. Like, Earl and I just saw an article earlier today where this physician, like, he's a doctor um, in South Charlotte. Somebody spray-painted, like, Trump and, like, go home yeah, nigger on his, like, driveway. And he's been living in his house for 18 years. They've been here 40 years. Like, I was just like, you know, I, I the climate is so volatile. Um, and the fear I have for my son kind of all the time is is hard to manage. Yeah, that probably is never going to go away. I mean, yeah. That climate is it's always going to be here, you know what I mean, in terms of the racism, especially towards black young men. I mean, mm-hmm. it's always been hard for us. Um, I mean, even when we were growing up in the 90s, the life expectancy of a black male was like 17, 18, 19. Yeah. And for me, it was a reality because I actually had an uncle that was killed at 17. So mm. for me, I was like, oh, man, like I don't even think I'm going to make it that far. Mm. But it, it's, that's just never going away. I mean, it's hard to raise a, a young black man because you have so many things against them right from birth. Yeah. So. And how do you balance, like, letting them be a kid? Like, there's times where, like, he's just being six. He's just being five. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, stop it. Like, don't do it. Like, and it's like, and he's looking at me like, lady, what's wrong? Because he doesn't get it. Um, like, how do you balance not breaking their spirit to keep them alive? I don't even And if, even if that matters, like... I don't even know if I have the answer, but I, I kind of ask myself sometimes, will I allow my son to play with guns? Yeah, mm-hmm. see, I don't I don't I never allow. Let my son, he's, I never let he's him. not allowed to have a toy gun. Like, he no. got a toy gun from another the other side of his family for Christmas, and I was like, uh, you can keep that Nerf right on over. <laughs> like, and no. then you have white parents who... Raise their kids from birth. From birth to yeah. hunt and play with guns, yeah. and here mm-hmm. I am, the black mom, and I'm like, you can't even have yeah. the uh, green water, water gun. gun. Exactly. Yeah. I don't you let know? him do. Yeah, because Tam- like, Tamir yeah. Rice shook me. When that happened, I was shook. I was like, oh, well, that, yep, But that, that's that's the parallel, you know, life that we have, you know, versus white versus black when you're raising young boys. Like, you know, white, like you said, white guys, they teach their kids from birth how to hunt and handle guns and, and be efficient with them. Where we're like, no, too much black on black crime. You don't even need a gun. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, 
I mean, it's just different. It's just yeah. different. So yeah. what what about like what do you think is the importance of of black boys and their fathers? Like that's something I really would love to discuss. Um <clears throat> not to change up subject. Oh no, you're sorry. good, you're good, yeah. <laughs> I grew up in a two-parent household. Mm-hmm. My parents have been married uh, maybe 35 years. Shout out. I grew yeah. up with my Congrats. grandparents as well. Black I lived love. With, I lived with my grandparents since I was six, and before my grandfather's death, they celebrated over 50 years. Mm. Um, so a two-parent household was the norm for me. Yeah. My fa- knowing my father and seeing him every single day, him taking me to school, him being you know home when I got home, that was my norm. Yeah. I, I didn't understand anything else. And now I'm a single mom. So yeah. I think that's one of the biggest, <clears throat> my biggest guilt. Yeah. Because it's like, how will my son's life differ? Because one, he's a boy. Yeah. He's a black boy. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have a father around. So how will his life be? Yeah. I don't think there should be by guilt that. there. It, it probably should not be no. a guilt. Yes. But, you know, sometimes Mother we, guilt is hard. But what I, so this right. is what I tell people. Would you walk up to another single mother and be like, you should be ashamed of yourself? Like, could you imagine ever saying that? Absolutely not. I would be like, girl power. Exactly. We got this. If you wouldn't do it to somebody else, don't Don't do do it it to to yourself. Um, So I I worry about that. My my uncle and my father have stepped in. So Mm. he sees male figures every single day. And it's so funny because when they leave, he will cut a fool. Like, and they have to stop and be like, really? We've been together all day. Like, if I leave, if my mom leaves, he's cool. Yeah. But if my uncle or my father leaves the room he like just goes crazy yeah so he has that but i don't know if that's the same as having a father that you see every single day because i think there's going to be just some things that i can't explain i can't yeah. understand i'm a yeah. black woman but i don't have a fear of the police yeah whenever yeah. i see police you know like i yeah. mean i was walking behind i think it was like taste of charlotte or something i was walking behind five police officers and they looked at me and they said, are you, am, are we in your way? Should we step aside? I'm like, no, nah, y'all good. I'm not in a hurry. Like, I just don't have that yeah. fear. Yeah. No, but I it's like, as being a, a black man, yeah. if he has that fear, it's just like, how do I? I, I tried to conquer my fear with uh, police. I actually uh, joined the CRC, the Charlotte Mecklenburg Community. And I just used Committee. the police as an example. No, I mean, that's that's a good thing. I mean, I tried to conquer that fear, but I don't think. You know, it just ever goes away just because, we, you know, the way I was raised and the way I grew up, when I see police, I'm looking the other way. I don't care what the deal is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I've done things to try to help police, like give them awards and really be supportive of what they do. But it still doesn't take away the fear that I have. Mm-mm. But getting back to <clears throat> black fathers, I think black boys, regardless of, you know, if you're a single mother or not, they're going to look for a male role model. And they, I mean, and... It's been going on for years. I mean, I didn't have my dad in my life the way I wanted him in my life. However, he still paid the child support, you know what I mean? But he worked so many jobs that he didn't get to spend time with me, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I regret a lot of that, you know what I mean? But it also um, forced me to find other male figures to help me to become who I am. Mm-hmm. Now, my mom played a, a tremendous role in that because she showed me what a real woman would like, right? So. Mm-hmm. So it helped me to be un- to understand women, and then also I have five sisters, right? So and I'm the oldest, so I had to really take care of them, like in a way that you know a, a father kind of would in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, not to take anything from their own fathers, um, but 
So it, it is important, I think, you know what I mean? And I, I, I still deal with that right now, like even with my own father, because we don't have a relationship. And as much as I want one with him, <clears throat> things just never go right, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whether it be something he do that's irresponsible or just something I just don't like because I don't feel like what he does represents who I am or what a man should be. And so we still struggle with that, you know what I mean? And me as 36 years old, I still find myself still wanting that, mm-hmm. right? And it's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that ever goes away. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. I, I, I'm really sensitive when it comes to that because I want him in my life, but when he does stupid shit, excuse my language, mm-hmm. I just don't excuse it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Yeah. And I don't you know, think you should. I think we have to be careful about how we allow anybody to treat us yeah. because how we allow people to treat us then reflects on us. Like, and I can't love myself fully and let you treat me like shit. Like, yeah. I just, like yeah. if those two things don't equal. And yeah. so if I, and, and you can't be the husband and the dad you need to be if you don't love yourself fully. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so whoever you are, whatever role you play in my life, like you have to treat me kindly and with mm-hmm. respect or we have to have boundaries, you know? Yeah. And sometimes those boundaries mean like I have to love you from like far, far away. Yeah, I mean, and it still hurts tough. and sucks. Yeah, because dads have their own version of how they're being a good dad, right? Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. So mm-hmm. um, that's something my dad told me. He said, "Well, you have your version, and I have mine." Mm. And I'm like, "Well, when it comes to me being a son, my version counts. Mm. You know what I mean, just as mm-hmm. much as yours." Like, and I and I value that the same way my son is. Like, you know, I tell him all the time, like, "Hey, so am I doing good at this?" Like, <laughs> I have a temp check because I want to make sure that I'm. Um, you know, satisfying his need as a father. You know what I mean? I think that's important. It's not just about how I feel, right? Yeah. It's about what he's getting from how I feel, right? What he's getting from me. Absolutely. And that's important. You know what I mean? I don't think a lot of fathers really consider that. Like, mm-hmm. ask your son, like, you know, am I doing a good job? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. can I do better, yeah. right? I think parents I, should do that all, I, all yeah, the time. I was going to say, it's not just fathers. I, th- yeah. I think it's parents yeah. in general should, mm-hmm. should, like you said, do a temp yeah. check. Yeah. And be able to hear that. Like, people get all in their feelings yeah. and, like, yeah. Like, drop your ego. This is your kid. Yeah, you should exactly. want to know how your kid feels about how you're doing this. Yeah. yeah. I think that's important. I don't think a lot of people do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree um, that the father piece, you know, I've said before, like, I'm divorced. Um, and so my son sees his father, but it's a split situation, and he's with me the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. And I can tell he misses that. Like, his dad is, like, remarried and has a child, and so he sees that his little sister has her dad all the time and that's hard for him um and so but i do think it's important to have other um people in his life that he does see um more often that he gets that um example from i have a couple of friends that he really does enjoy and his um both sides of his um his grandparents on both sides are very close to him especially his dad's dad who's up here um in this area Mm -hmm. he sees him like every week and that's probably like his best friend um and so (laughs) they have a really good relationship to and he has Earl and he has so many other males but he sees his dad but I think he definitely there's that wanting his dad every day um, and I get the guilt I get it because um, I feel that sometimes too but we have to shut that shit down because we are doing an amazing job <laughs> yeah. screw that yeah. I, I, I don't believe in being like the baby mama drama Yeah, because yes. I will shut I don't, down I don't believe in drama and I will just ignore you avoid you yeah. for, for my for my mental yeah. you know sanity yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and like you said, relationships don't work, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and that's not a, anybody's blame sometimes. They just didn't mm-hmm. work. But like you said, sometimes men have a different version, version of mm-hmm. fatherhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard for me to to see it, how 
father see sometimes. Because in my head, it's like, you're not being a good father. Yeah. And in his head, it's like, I am being a good father. And it's like, I really don't want anybody in my circle that's not a good parent. Like, I can't respect mm. you. Yeah. And because of that, we can't be friends. I can't be cordial with you. I just have to ignore Sometimes you. I think mothers have to give fathers a chance to do it their way. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's hard. It's, yeah. it's hard because you're always there. And that would be the there. same situation if y'all were married, living together. Yeah. Like, because Demario was talking about his wife being like, so, babe, yeah. what just happened? No. That, like, you know what I mean? They cool. in the house together. She still yeah. got to be like, can I, can I visit you over here? Exactly. You know, y'all, you're still doing it incredibly different. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I think a lot of women sometimes still try to, <clears throat> and I'm not saying this is you, but I think sometimes they try to control that situation with the father and the son and don't. Just sometimes mm-hmm. you have to really let loose. And when your son speaks up and say, hey, mom, I'm not enjoying this, then that's when you kind of step in. But otherwise, like, dad's going to always be tougher. So, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to do things to your son that you're not going to like because you're like, no, he's not like that. He's more sensitive properly. You know what I mean? And you're like, that's like, oh, but damn, how sensitive he is. Like, I'm dad. Like, this is what we do. Right? So sometimes you just have to let loose and let him do that until your son starts to complain. And then once the son complains, then that's a conversation to have. But at least give him that freedom to feel like that he can be a father free range without being judged mm-hmm. first. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. that's, I think that's important. Yeah. I think it's more difficult when the children are younger. Um, and so I think as Carter gets older, that relationship with his dad and I in regards to how we co-parent will evolve. You know what I mean? Um, but I think it's just more, it, younger children are higher stress in general. Like, you know what I mean? There's just more hands no, they're on, not. more. They're not, I'm telling you right now, they're not stressful. I wish I can go back to baby time. Oh, well. It, it gets I'm, harder in teenage years. I'm looking I think it's to harder in a different years. way. I think it's harder in a different way. This is as what far I, as time. Like, you can leave them at home and yeah, do, I'm talking about yeah. that piece of oh, it. Like, the, the labor-intensive part mm-hmm. with the young kids. And that's more stressful. And so, I think sometimes that creates, like, projection and frustration mm-hmm. with the other person. Even, again, in married couples. Like, I, you know, I do couples counseling. And yeah. they're married. And they're just like, well, you ain't do this for the kids. And what about my time? And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, again, some of those same dynamic show up um so you know most couples are more likely to divorce when the kids are younger too like that's that's a higher stress time and so when you add the ending of a relationship and relationships even when it's no one's particular fault they don't end because everything was great so you have that dynamic as well it makes it a little bit more difficult to co-parent so am i you know i believe that that my relationship with my son's father is evolving and so i'm just looking forward to what it will be later on um And then ultimately, like, I think the focus is, are we doing the best for Carter? Am I doing the best? That's the other thing I had to accept. Like, I'm going to do my part and do the best and always make him available for you to do the best, too, and hope you take that opportunity because he's awesome. You should get to know him. Like, you know what I mean? And he has. And so that's that's my responsibility and that's what I do so or what are your thoughts about the role of father yeah you've been quiet Earl. <laughs> oh, I'm just he's like he's, he's enjoying that. I'm, I'm just like going back and forth <laughs> uh hmm. well you know I'm the adult version maybe of Carter cause you my are. dad well no my parents weren't together but they um I don't mind sharing this you know my dad was incarcerated the first six years of my life mm-hmm. so when he was out tried to play parent and it's kind of like off and on type of thing so, but I always had, similar to Carter, I was a granddaddy's boy. So I was mm-hmm. always with my dad's side of the family, with my uncles and with my mom's brothers. So I never felt without in, like, going to school when people like Father's Day cards. And I never thought, oh, my dad, I would just make it for my granddad or one of my uncles, you know, because yeah. I always had someone show up. So yeah. even, like, they had, like, the donuts for dads or something. Somebody always showed up. And 
I don't think I ever, like, really grew up with, like, resentment type things. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, mm, that's your choice. I mean, because I think my mom also never was, like, the mom that I'm going to trash talk. Yeah. Your I, dad. Yeah. She would always say, my feelings for him are my feelings. I'm going to let you all grow and have mm-hmm. your own feelings. So, I mean, when I got to Adrian, I was just like, mm, I don't really think he's shit. And she was just like... <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> she's like, you know, that's, you know. That's a thing. So, I mean, she never, for you. Yeah. she never, like, would put words in our heads. Yes. Like, even though we were, like, my mom, like, made an effort. Even when they stopped, you know, being together, we would still go see him on weekends or go on that side of the family. So, I never felt without. And, I mean, even growing up, I was like, my mom the shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> she did what she did. Like, you you are a phenomenal woman. Like, yeah. I, I would tell like, you did all this, like, all the statistically, like, you know, you're being BDI's. a teen mom and, like, you BDI's. still went to school, you know, your successful Word. business. Like, you did everything for us, mm-hmm. even as a single mom. So, I mean, I was like, I, I never... Shout out to the single mothers. Yeah, that's what I was like. I never... I was just always just grew so appreciative. And, I yeah. mean, I had my sisters on my dad's side. So, you know, I always had my siblings. I always had my family. Yeah. So it never, yeah. so I it, never felt without. Yeah. So like I know you, like you spoke about with your son, I never felt without because I had, like you said, you find male figures. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I mean, think that's automatic. the important yeah. thing. Having, the you know, thing. we want fathers involved, but for if even if they are involved, I think it's just good to have different, you know, examples and role models. Yeah. So making sure your children are exposed to different things is really important. And I think on a lot of different levels, like I think part of what's going on in the world right now is that we're too like homogenous. We're too like in our own stuff. We're not exposed mm. to different things. So mm. I expose my son to different types of people. Cause when I hear people say stuff about like other races or sexual orientations, I'm like, have you ever met a Muslim? person yeah. like have you ever yeah. had a conversation because i don't think that's a thing like <laughs> you know what I mean? like i don't think that's i don't think that's what's happening yeah. um you know ignorance is bred from not knowing and oh, from lack man. of exposure and yes. so i try to expose him to things um that's and encourage stuff. him and teach him that you know most of the time we're more alike than we are different yeah. and so if you find people who are kind and honest and treat you well like you know like that's what your tribe needs to be made up of not everybody yeah. has to look like you um and, you know, and there's different types of black men, yeah. you know what I mean? And I want you to know different types of black men because I yeah. want you to be the black man you want to be. And I want you to know what the options are for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and so, so that's really, really important. I think too. another thing is well, for me, I had to just I can't realize that your stuff it, has nothing to do with. You know, I'm not going to fault you for something you're experiencing because there is something going on in your life mm-hmm. that you can't provide the emotional you know you mm-hmm. can provide certain aspects but i'm not gonna fault you for what you've been dealt because i don't know what your upbringing was you yeah. know yeah. i could you my grandparents might be amazing to me but i don't know what kind of parents they were to exactly. you so exactly. i don't i think yeah. that was another part i would just be like not saying your shit doesn't have anything to do with me but like mm-hmm. your stuff is your what you have to work through so absolutely yeah yeah, yeah I, I tell my son that too like you know even though me and my dad are not close that doesn't mean you and him can't be right yeah you know what oh, I mean? yeah. like and you know i try to give my dad the opportunity to to at least build that with him mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you and i we shot like you know it's okay I mean, <laughs> <laughs> 
If it work, it work. If it don't, don't. I don't care. But at least you got a chance with him. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, do for him yeah. the more than you would do for me. Absolutely. And I tell people all the time, like, when I have people who are like, oh, I want to be a parent or I want to be a good parent, I'm always like, the number one thing for you to do to be a good parent is to take care of your own stuff. Yeah. Because that stuff is what shows up in your relationship with your children. You can only love other people to the degree with which you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And when other people's shit bumps up against your shit, that is when you will, you will like, you will hurt them every single time because it's not about them anymore. It's about your stuff. And so go get your help, sit on the couch, have a belief system, have a tribe, do all the things you need to do to be your healthiest Mm -hmm. self so that when you have children or the Mm -hmm. children you do have now, you don't dump your shit on them. That's because that's kids, so that's so <laughs> because kids are naturally selfish. Anything yeah. that happens around them, they think it's because of them. Yeah. And we as adults know now, none of that shit had anything to do with us. Yeah. But as kids, that was know. about yeah. us. Mm-hmm. My yeah. mama was mad because of something I did, not yeah. because she had a job and a whole life with you know <laughs> other than me. Mm-hmm. It must have been me. And they hold those messages into their adult life, and then they end up working all that shit out mm-hmm. in their adult life, yeah. and then they don't know why they can't have a good relationship, and they're so unhappy and they're depressed and they're anxious and all this stuff. It's all the stuff they're still trying to figure out from when they were kids. So don't put that shit on them. And you're not going to be perfect but cut it back. Like, you know, get some healing and and you'll do differently. But, you know, black people don't believe in therapy like that. We don't and we need to. We need to. I'm I'm a huge fan of therapy. What you guys said, that's why I, I encourage women, especially young women, not to rush into motherhood. Yeah, because oh I, I I think a lot of women have an unrealistic view of mm. what motherhood is. Yes, and we see the the cute videos on what? social media, especially social media now. Um, and it's like, oh, you only see good. Exactly, because <laughs> social media we typically only show you mm-hmm. the good. We it's show the you what, what mm-hmm. we. We want you to see. Exactly. So I tell women, it's okay to get your shit together. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. okay to live your life mm-hmm. and be selfish, and then have children. Yes, you know, absolutely. I, I wouldn't, I mean, listen, me and my son, we have a great life, but I wouldn't wish being a single mom mm-hmm. on anyone because it's not an easy life. Absolutely. That's right. Financially, That's time-wise, right. mm-hmm. you know, mentally, it's just not easy. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't wish that on anyone. And I tell women, listen, if you are unsure about motherhood, then right now you need to do everything possible not to become one because you're unsure. Mm-hmm. And when you're ready, you will know it and then become one. But listen, just because you're 29 or you're 30, I know Janet Rich and she got money, but Janet had a baby at 50. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, yeah. she's not a miracle, okay? Yeah. You can have a baby later in life, too. I think we grow up, we think, I got to have all my shit together by 25, and if I don't, I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, no, baby. Yeah. You can well, get your shit together at 35, 45, but just don't rush into being mm-hmm. a mom until you are ready. Exactly. And be clear about what your shit is, because your <laughs> shit is not always your credit score and, you know what I'm saying, the mm-hmm. dude you're trying to have a baby with. Sometimes your shit is your own trauma, your own issue. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, be yeah. clear about what all of your shit is so that you can get it together. Yeah, and before motherhood, I understand what it is to have a good dude first. Like, oh, I think so God. many females have a, they just are skewed by what's a good dude, mm-hmm. man. And, I don't know, man. Like, I always tell my niece right now, I say, I'm telling you, and this is just, I mean, I don't know how many ruffled feathers. I'm feathers about to ruffle. Uh-uh. But uh-uh. I, if, if you bring a guy over here with his pants sagging, like, don't even, he's not he's not the one. You know what I mean? Like, Yes. And, yes. I, I, mean, I just believe, yes. I, mean, I just believe in I appearance, man. Up. You know what I mean? If you don't want to be portrayed as something, then don't look like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that's just the bottom line. Like, people always say, well, I'll, just because I look a certain way doesn't mean anything. Well, it kind of does. 
You know what I mean? First impressions. I, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I was an executive. I was at a sous chef at a high end restaurant. I had dreads way down here, and my director of operations told me, "Say, look, as good as you are, you can't go forward without cutting or cutting your hair." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, why?" I said, "Well, it's just perception." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Equals our perception equals reality. You know what I mean? And you know, and and he was a white dude. And it sucks. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. It's the truth. Regardless, and it does uh, pigeonhole you depending on what you're trying to do. Now, if Mm -hmm. you have your own money, then nothing can stop you. I mean, that's his bottom line. Yeah. I mean, you can look however you want to look. It's the truth, but I feel I feel bad that as black people, I hate that it's the truth. We had that. So when I was naming my son, it's like I wanted to name him something that people could pronounce Mm -hmm. and spell Mm -hmm. and not. They, they, they who? You know? Yeah. Well, that's only an America thing. That's an American I, thing. I, I know, that is, that but, is but, very but I live in, I live in America. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. like, and I know what it's like. I work in HR. So yeah. I know what it's like when you get that resume yeah. and that funny name. Yeah, I work in HR I, too. So, yeah. I'm going to call you. I, I might mispronounce your name. Yeah. But I'm still going to call. But there are some people that are that looking are at you let it go. and be like, yeah. I can't pronounce that. Oh my God. They. They're ghetto. You know, they're going to make these perceptions about Mm -hmm. you that are not reality, Mm -hmm. not true, but they won't ever give you the opportunity to explain yourself. Exactly. You know, and there were some people that, oh, that's probably a black person, not going to call them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you may not know what my son is based on just his resume. And Mm -hmm. I feel bad that that's a thing for us. It is. But it is. I mean, because like I work in corporate America, like I love braids. Yeah. But I'm always like, hmm. Do I, they, do I really want these sister girl locks? Today? Yeah, they were, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, Lord, boom, she go up to the door. Like, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, she, she could have day. That's really how they treat us. Yeah. Well, you know, as black women, yeah. we change our hair. And they're yeah. like, so tell me what's going on here. Yeah. And I'd be like, no. Your hair is short. Can I touch it? No. Yeah. Oh, how much cannot. you pay for it? No. And oh, it's just like. I got that too when I had dressed. Oh, is that weave? Like, <laughs> what I look like over here? It's just yeah. like you feel so uncomfortable. And sometimes just the easiest thing is to just. Have the nat- the, the yeah. straight hair and yeah. to not mm-hmm. ruffle but, any feathers. So I hate it, but we're it's, always going to be a thing. misunderstood culture. Yeah. We we you know will. I mean? Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. It's misunderstood and wanted. Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. They <laughs> want that culture. balance between yeah. being completely misunderstood and completely um, desired, desired on yeah. another level, yeah. like not a not a real level, but like an a, an aesthetic level, like just desiring what we look like and how we yeah. sound and how we walk and how we talk, but yeah. then not respecting our humanity. It boggles my mind. Yeah. So it, I just it's, it's um, sad that we can't a lot of times be who we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? I and mean, that be enough. J. Cole said mm-hmm. that, right? You know, he's that like that code switching is real. That's, yes. we learned that early. Yeah. 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 Oh, what? Code switch. I know, I'm the I'm the king of that. Like I go to the hood, you know, you can't tell nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I go 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 to work and be like, "Hi guys." All right. <laughs> <laughs> High five. <laughs> so, one last question for this section because we are um entrepreneurs at this table um, and we have our own lives and our own goals and how do you balance that with the all-encompassing job of being a parent like how do you keep a part of Brandy for Brandy and a part of DeMario for DeMario while you're out here building your foundation and building your company while also being a really good parent I just remind myself that everything that I do whether it's my nine-to-five my entrepreneur um, goals is that it's all created to make a better life for my son. Mm. And that allows me to put the guilt aside. Mm Because, I mean, sometimes you you travel for work, you travel for your goals, you know, and it's like, oh, I feel bad, you know, I'm not with my son today. But it makes a better life for us. Mm -hmm. And I I think 
with anything, it has to be a sacrifice. Yeah. So maybe we don't get to spend as much time as I would like as the stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. But hopefully in five years, we will have a great, amazing life. Yeah. And and we can spend some more time. Just, Just give mommy a little bit of time now. But I want the lifestyle that I create for my son, I want our home life to be gold. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to look at social media, a celebrity, and say, oh, man, like, I wish I had that life. Mm-hmm. I want the life that we have to be good for him mm-hmm. and that he's happy with that life. Yes. So I, I work hard at, at making sure that I have that life. And I want him to know what hard work's what it looks like mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. that's from me from yeah. from yeah. my actions so i want him to know that mommy's educated mommy works hard you yeah. know mommy has multiple streams of income i want him to see all of those things right at home mm-hmm. yeah. um i mean it, it's okay if he sees it from other people as well but when he sees it from other people it, it will almost be the norm because yeah. like ah oh, mm-hmm. like of course you do uh, that's my, how i was raised yeah, yeah my mom's an entrepreneur i get I'm, it i thought everybody's supposed to do yeah, that yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. you know oh okay oh exactly. you're not an entrepreneur oh okay you don't have multiple streams <laughs> oh, okay you didn't go to school oh, okay you you're a bum oh can't relate because yeah. that's I don't not know what a, that is yeah we don't know what that is in my household yeah. so it's a disconnect i think it just makes me a better parent mm-hmm. when i remember who brandy is yeah mm-hmm. and it was hard for me when I when I first had my son to remember who I was. It's mm-hmm. like all I knew yeah. was was mommy. Like mm-hmm. you know, I didn't dress the same. Mm-hmm. I stopped working on my goals, and I'm like, what is this showing him? Because mm-hmm. he's a baby now. Mm-hmm. He's gonna grow up. Yep. And when he grows up, what is the perception? And like I said, P equals R. Yep. What will his reality of his mother be? Mm-hmm. And I had to find myself for him and like I said I just think it makes me a better parent Mm -hmm. it's not easy again I have the guilt he's gonna thank me for it later on in life Mm -hmm. especially when I pay at college tuition, and he ain't got I know to that's pay, right. He got to pay he Sally no May. <laughs> I know that's right. I don't even like Sally. <laughs> no, um, for me, um, I mean, I, I always had conversations with my son early on to tell him that like I've everything I've done has been because of him. Mm-hmm. Even from like I said, I, I changed everything about myself when I knew he was coming into this world. Mm-hmm. So, and then when I was a chef, um, I worked so many hours that I never got to see him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would go into work, he sleep. When I come home, he sleep. So. Um, you know, because of that, I changed whole careers. Like I went from being in culinary to going to HR. And I did that because I needed more time mm-hmm. with my son. So I tell him, like, everything I did, I sacrificed it for you. And, you know, now what I do is making sacrifices for other people that need someone like me for mm-hmm. them. And, you know, because I've been enough, I feel like, I mean, for him to this point. And now seeing me do things differently to to this degree, I think it's also helping him to also understand, you know, don't ever forget where you come from. Like, I cannot forget where I come from. So that's mm-hmm. my foundation. Um, and where I come from is, is where a lot of kids need a lot of help, man. And so I just see him hopefully being proud of who I am um, and using that as his platform. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said it to me a couple of times, like, you know, Dad, I'm proud of who you are and mm-hmm. I'm proud of who I am. And that, stuff like that makes me cry. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. hold on. <laughs> I told myself I wasn't going to cry. But, yeah, um, so, yeah, he makes uh, – so me and my son, we have really those type of conversations, all my sons. I mean, and I and I try to live to be an example to them, but I never lose who I am. I remember um, Michelle Obama had done an article or something, and she said that she purposely sometimes, like, makes the, makes the girls wait on her 
because she understood that, you know, we are modeling for our kids who they are going to be or who they're going to pick as a partner. And she didn't ever want her daughters to think that when someone else calls their name, they're supposed to drop everything Mm -hmm. and just, uh, you know, just go to others and and tend to others. So sometimes she's like, you know, mama's actually doing something, so you're going to have to wait a second. Mm -hmm. And when I read that, I was so like, oh, you know what, light bulb moment. And so there are times where it's just like, you know, I have to stay connected to me in order to show up as a real authentic good mother to Carter. Mm -hmm. And so I have to do things just even with my self-care, even with spending time with my friends, you know, spending time working on my brand. I have to do that in order to be a good mother. Those things make me a better mother to him. And so when I get that guilt, that's what I kind of remind myself of. Like, you know what, this is for us. Um, And so that I continue to be, because you see those moms who are just, or dads, who are just so angry and frustrated and feel like they've lost out on something and they're punishing their kids for it. And that's so unfair. So, all right, well, we're going to take a quick break and come back with the question of the day. All right, we're back, Earl. That was quick. (laughs) (laughs) So question of the day, we have two questions, with number one being when to say no to loved ones that aren't as encouraged or motivated to be a success story, but rather a sob story. Mm. Mm. Can you repeat that one more time? (laughs) (laughs) So when to say no to loved ones that aren't as encouraged or motivated to become a success story, but rather a sob story? I I guess they would have to kind of like specify to me that's it's a little vague the question. So what I'm what they're saying is like when do you start saying like I'm no longer going to participate mm-hmm. in your whining about where your life is when you're mm-hmm. not doing work. any work to do better. But it's rather, like the, wow. rather to complain that oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. man this is against yeah. me, I don't you know. Oh man. Immediately. <laughs> like immediately. You think so immediately? I think my my question is always like I try very hard to be like, Oh, that's tough. I'm really sorry. So like what's next? Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. we like if we're in a bad space, like that sucks. And what now? Like what what do we need to do to get out of the bad space? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And so, and then, and again, maybe this is because this is what I do for a living, but like my free time, I'm not here to be a therapist. Like if I'm not billing and no one is like swiping their card or giving me an insurance, you know, copay or like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not here for your free therapy. Mm-hmm. So I'm very different with my friends and family than I am as a therapist. As a therapist, you pay me to talk. We can belabor this one point in your life where you continue to fail for two and three Multiple years if you want. Let's go ahead. As long as, long as the cards swipe, we yeah. can talk about this part of your life that you're unsatisfied about and don't want to do anything about for the next five years. But in my free time, I'm like, look, that sucks. That's tough. You right. He ain't shit. Your job is terrible. That girl is not a good friend. What now? Yeah. And then after we talk about a plan and you come back and you're like, oh my God, it can't. I, I, I'm always, my, my thing is like, huh. Hmm. And then I give you sound, like, cause I, I've, I've told you what I think Slow is a good idea and, and you've decided to do something different. So like, I, I ain't got time. I don't have time. You only have so much emotional energy yeah. within you. And I choose to use my emotional energy with people who want to do better. If you don't want to do better, I don't judge you, but I also don't participate. Cause I don't want to keep hearing it. Cause I don't have time. So 
immediately. Shut that shit down. Especially if the story's not changing, but it's just different yeah. characters. Exactly. And you can love people, and it breeds resentment and frustration in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, now I'm mad. I don't want to answer the phone when you call. And you know what I mean? Because you're going to keep telling me about the same dude who ain't shit. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so if you just establish, like, that's your life and that's tough, but you yeah. own your decisions and I'm over here doing me, then it is what it is. So do your real life friends not come to you? Because they know she's she's not listening. I'm not. She, I'm not they, paying her. She, so she no, they, they come to me all the time. But I also surround myself with people. I don't surround myself with people who live their lives in those manners. Like I surround yeah. myself with people who want better and do better. And like I, you know, I don't know who said it, but like you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, like you're in the wrong room. Like yeah. I, you know, I have friends who own an animal hospital, and I have friends who have their own private practices, and I have friends who. But this is family, you know, though. It's not friends. He said family. Well, well, loved ones. Loved ones. Oh, okay. You know well, what I mean? I'm thinking well, when you I know. say loved one, I think family. Yeah. Oh, when <laughs> I think mean, well, see, loved ones for me, it's friends and family. Yeah. Um, and so the my tribe or my loved ones. And so mm-hmm. though my tribe is made up of people who want to grow and build and, you know, yeah. get better. But and I mean, so, I do get the family aspect. It's hard. Like, how do you keep saying no to family? But I know for me, and I know who sent this, mm-hmm. but um, for me in general, I'm all about open communication. So if I consider you a loved one, I don't mind speaking on the situation. Yeah. So I'll let you know. I'm not trying to be mean, but what is our, like you said, what <laughs> is the track history here? Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Because we all got a story and everybody's been through something. Not saying yours is better or less yeah. than mine, but what are we going to do? Because if we keep sitting here, you're going to be miserable. Exactly. So I think you have to be able to say, because again, because I know who this person is, saying no can be hard. Mm-hmm. And I think no is one of the best things you have to learn first. Because if you always say yes, yeah. yes, yes, you're never going to no, have enough well, for yourself. No, no it's it just a needs to be sentence. limitations mm-hmm. to your yes. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer in it takes a village. Yeah, right? absolutely. So I, I believe in that. And, I mean, while I do have friends that are not like that, I do have family members that, you know, are going through things. And, and if I can help them, I'll, I'll try. You know, I'll try to talk them through it. But the stopping point is when they get mad, at my opinion, once you ask for it. Like, if mm-hmm. you get mad, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and now we don't speak for a while, then that's the last time I'm going to do that for you. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... That's happened to me so many times where I have family members, you know, they come ask me for my advice or want to talk to me. And then, I, you know, they tell me their problem in this situation and I'll give them a solution that I think, you know, they could try. They get mad at me and I don't talk to them for a while. And I'm like, I don't even know why you mad at me. Like, you know what I mean? So, but now I just don't offer advice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just listen and say, mm-hmm, oh, man, that's messed up. And keep it moving because mm-hmm. I, I, I had to learn that, though. I had to learn how to just listen, mm-hmm. right? My opinion is not always what people want to hear. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not a therapist by any means, <laughs> you know, but I try to help, though, man, because I, I feel bad for people like they can't get through. Yeah, I feel bad for people, too, but I know that, you know, the only way for us to change is for us to do the work. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I can't fix it for you. I can stand with you. I can support yeah, you. Yeah. I can't fix it for you. And it starts to affect our relationship. And so, like Earl said, like, I'll like say, said. like, look, this conversation, we got to take it off the table because mm-hmm. I miss you, sis. Like, I miss <laughs> us cutting up and going to, yeah. you know, get pizza and going to concerts and cutting. Like, you know what I mean? I miss that. So let's not talk about this dude no more. Like, let's yeah. just not be careful. Yeah. About what you say to people. Because if you keep going to a friend, a loved one, and you're complaining about your man, your relationship, 
and the things he's doing to you. Mm-hmm. And now they look They're at on your side. Right. They love you. Right. They don't see the makeup. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. you yeah. will forgive him. Mm-hmm. They won't. Mm-mm. So yeah. it's kind of like you got to kind of be careful about what you share with people mm-hmm. yeah. if you are not ready to make a change. And when I say make a change, yes. remove him from your life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anonymous, we hope that that was helpful. Yeah. So we Good will be back. Though. Absolutely. We will be back with uh, That's Not a Thing. Um, that's not a thing. All right, Earl, you going first? What's your that's not a thing for this You actually stole week? mine. Did I, I meant to bring it up to you earlier. Oh, you go ahead, and I'll just piggyback off Because you know I don't like yours. unruly kids. You go ahead, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll just piggyback. <laughs> I know you don't like that funny because my, my friends just tagged me in a Facebook video like two weeks ago of this girl. Looks like she might have been in a furniture store. And she saw a child who clearly, I don't know where the parent was at, but the child was in like uh like an armoire where they pop up out. And she like was recording the child. So she walked up to the child. She's like, get out. Get out of the I saw that. Find yes. your mother right now. And oh, my man. friend laughs because I do that to people's kids all the time, wherever we go. <laughs> if you are unruly, I that just irks me because when I just be like, where's your parent? You just Two, automatically somebody's going to snatch you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this is how kids get kidnapped. So, and I mean, at work the other day, we had... A kid come in. Cutting out. And I was on the way out. And I was like, I'll see y'all later. And I was like, get off the floor. <laughs> get off the floor. Go sit in the waiting room. <laughs> wow. And I walked out. Because <laughs> he looked. And it's like, he it was like, okay. And went and sat down. So I was like, what? Where the hell are your people at that they not telling you that? And why do you not care that you on this aisle and your child over here knocking everything off the shelves on this aisle? Yeah. But then we be mad about... Matter of fact, when I was in Walmart, too, this girl talked about she was ringing up her customer and the boy was swinging her thing. And the mom was like, oh, stop. And then he did it again and it caught the cashier's hand. Oh. And she said, wow. please don't touch that again. And the mom was like, please don't reprimand my child. And I was what like, you reprimand? she would have got it and he would have <laughs> got it. Because at that yeah. point, your child, you still not correcting that your child could have broke her finger. Yeah. But that's not a thing, though. Like, the way, the, the way black people... Look at how they discipline their kids in mm-hmm. front of white people. It's, that's not a thing to white people. Like white people don't give a damn. They, about that might be a generalization though, because I had some friends where their parents. I was like, oh, oh, well, this 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 feel like home right <laughs> here. Did saying, you like, just go upstairs and come back with the? <laughs> I, was like, I, I know what that I, is. I just don't think white people say, well, I'm not going to do this to my kid because this, I'm around too many black people. Like, I don't think that's oh, a thing. Oh no, that is not. I don't think a that's thing. a thing. Or they don't say mm-hmm. they don't really care if their kids are running around and acting unruly around black people. That's not a thing. Like, but us, like we we feel you know consciously messed I up. Like, oh my god, my perception. Yeah, yeah, and we I, feel like we need to you know present a certain way yeah. in public. Yeah, I think we're always trying to like beat the statistics. Like, or beat the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, I think that's the, the judgment. Yeah. 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 yeah, the Statistic. judgment. Like, oh, I'm not raising a, another black, a little thug. bad black kid. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? So we're trying to always prove that to. You know, maybe white people and, and like just how white people try to prove to us like I'm not a racist, right? Uh, that, mm. That's like the biggest thing. Like I have five white black friends and we all good. Like, yeah, I'm not racist at all. Like, you know, I work with everybody that's black, you know. Like I mean you don't have to prove that to me. I yeah. really don't care. Like yeah. for you to bring that up to me is like you're trying to prove something that you probably really are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Like what's not a thing is that your child has the right to do whatever they want in the world, like in public, like people need to rein their children 
in. It is, you know, your job as their parent. Like, I know we have all this, like, free parenting now, and we mm-hmm. have all these different types of parenting, and that's great and cool, but that is for your house. Yeah. When you're in the world, <laughs> there's a standard set of expectations for all the kids in the world, and I'm going to ask you to follow them, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And whatever you, whatever method you use to do that, you know, yeah. whatever form of discipline you use to do that is fine, but, you know, little Billy shouldn't be knocking over the cereal and running their car into the back of my leg and screaming and hollering and doing all like that's not appropriate rein your kid in it's not yeah. like oh I'm just they're just being kids exactly that's why you're the parent so you need to just be the parent and shut that shit down I just yeah. feel like when they get older you just wait for, somebody is going to reprimand them and whether it's yeah. a classmate when they high schoolers or yeah. some, somebody's gonna check your child. Yeah. I, I mean, you could have been doing that. I just want to say, but you better watch your mouth because one of these kids gonna punch you right in the mouth. Exactly. You when you talk, man. You gotta be chill. And I think parents forget the fact that what little Billy or Sally or you know, you know, Uzo, whatever their name is, whatever they're doing. Uzo. That's a new uh, That's that's what um crazy ass from Orange is the New Black. Her name is Uzo Aduba. But no, like, so whoever your kid is, like, whatever's cute for them at four is not going to be cute for them at yeah. 14. And then yeah. what happens is then you want to bring them to me and be like, they out of control, handle them. They didn't wake up bad. Okay. Yeah. They didn't wake up misbehaving and cussing you. Like, you taught them over time through mm-hmm. your lack of action that that was okay. So don't get mad because, again, what what they want to do at four, at four, the way they want to break the rules at four, it's not going to be the same the way they want to break the rules at 14. They want to, like, hump and do drugs and, you know what I'm saying, stay out and fail out of school at 14. Don't come to me now. You been cussing all day, damn. Think she says hump. (laughs) (laughs) She been using I love to say hump. That's one of my favorites. Yes. I always say hump. But, yeah. So, like, you know what I mean? So, recognize that what you're doing with your children when they're young is what will manifest when they are older. So don't and and you're it's gonna be real hard road if you're trying to set expectations and standards for this teenager who a knows you aren't gonna uphold their consequences oh you, you can't God. beat them Tell all that something. stuff they know the truth at that yeah. point so yeah. you know and I just it's not fair to me like I parent my child so I don't want to deal with your badass kid when I'm out in the world it's not fair to me yeah. and so stop it and like and. and my child will tell. Carl will be like, that little boy in the red shirt and blue <laughs> shoes is misbehaving really badly, mommy. Yeah, don't and tell like, him one time, yeah. Make sure he don't have anything to do with the wrong people. <laughs> and one time, like, this happened? lady got offended and she was like, what? He was like, your son is not nice and he is not listening to you. Like, he was like, I'm not, like, I'm not stuttering. I, I hear you. Wow. Yeah, she was like, what did you say? Your child wow. is not listening and he is not nice and he is acting up. I'm like, like lady, come get your son. Exactly. Like, <laughs> no, we were in the car. Carl was in the car. Like, oh, wow. I, like he was little, he was like, I don't like we do this. We roll in the floor at the oh, target. Wow. I don't, I don't know. I had to sit in front of the frozen pizza. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so yeah, so that is what that's not a thing. Rain oh, your kids wow. in, parent your kids. Yeah, absolutely. Get absolutely. your get your life together. Mm-hmm. Anybody got a follow up? What's not a that? thing for you? I feel like I should have one on kids, and I don't. You should have more kids? Uh, no. no. <laughs> I thought that's what you said. Like, no, yeah. I said I feel like I should have a that's not a thing. I mean, oh, if you okay. got, if you got a, another one, you don't have to. You want to just add in just in life. I think in life, I think what's not a thing is success without work is not mm. a thing. Oh, that's definitely not a thing. I, I see too many people that want something. For it to just happen. And they want it to just happen. Mm-hmm. They want to make six figures, but they also don't want to go to work. You know, they want to be a successful Mm -hmm. blog or a YouTube star, but 
They don't really want to blog every day. They don't want to mm. upload a video up every day. And mm. somebody said, well, we always think we got to work hard. And I said, you know, I don't care if you're working hard if you're working smart. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah. the key word is work. Yes. There has to be some level of work, consistent work. Absolutely. That That's the done. key word, consistency. Consistency. Yes. Yeah. And, ha and I think sometimes consistency will beat hard work because if you just show up every single day. Yeah. I, I think that will get you a lot further than the person who does great work, but uh, it's only once a month, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I think people have to understand. Like, I think early we mentioned whatever it is we want. I mean, it's realistic. We had a black president. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to hear anybody say, I can't yeah. I mean, accomplish <clears throat> my goals, you know? And we, and we had, a to me, a successful black president. Yes, absolutely. Who, uh, uh, Shout uh, out. We miss I you, like your, Unlike yeah, your, right. you know, your grandfather would say, he won't get shot. And, uh, he, he, he made it. He made it. He made it. He's living good now. He made he it through all good. eight years he, with, with no scandals. But no, but for me, I, I just think that nowadays, I'm not going to say success is easier, mm -hmm. but I think it's it's possible. Mm -hmm. It's more possible. It's more possible, but we have to do the work. So success yeah. without the work, whether it's hard work, smart work, consistent work, mm -hmm. it's not a thing. I get that. Around kids, can I say something else that's not yeah, a thing? Yeah, absolutely. What's not a thing is calling kids bad. Mm. I hate that. I hate when somebody says, well, your son, he bad. Oh, my son, bad. Like, I hate that. Like, that's not a thing. You know what I mean? Like, don't label that kid already. Mm -hmm. If you're going to label him. Bad decisions. Yeah, but... I mean, well, you know, like, say, for instance, if a kid is just, you know, running around mm -hmm. and, and not really listening or whatever like that, he's not automatically just bad. Like, he has to be mm -hmm. raised to be bad, right? Exactly, yeah. So don't yeah. label him like that, though. That's like telling your son, like, you're a criminal. Right? right. Oh, he a criminal. He already like to mm -hmm. steal Skittles and stuff. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, don't do that to that kid because he got a long road. You know yes, what I mean? So I don't yes. think that's a thing. Like, don't yeah. call kids bad. Like, and I hate people that. People live up to your expectations. Of exactly. Them, so. And if you keep saying, "Yo, you're bad. You're bad. You're bad," then that's then what he's going to be. Exactly. How about saying, you know, you're smart. You're smart. You're smart. Even though they mm. are bad as hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> you could be smart and bad. As yeah. Hell. I was, that would be me. a mad scientist. <laughs> I was smart and bad. So that's was, the thing. I just wasn't bad, but I was just always active. I tell you that. Yeah, active. That's a good. One. Yeah, yes. say, oh, boy, you're so active. Come here. I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I I think sometimes we see kids that are active and they yeah. talk too much and they're yeah. too smart. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I yeah. think that means that we have to do a little bit more work. We have to direct them in the right. We have yeah. to direct them. And right. maybe sometimes it means we have to find outlets for find them. It, change their environments. Yes. Change their environment. You know, where change can they, they channel this? This energy, yeah. you know, yeah. we gotta wrap it up. Yeah. Um, so we are going to do our resource and our um, quote um, before we share all of our social media information. So because we talked about kids today, I'm gonna do um, some resources of children's books that I love and I love to share with my son. Um, my first one is "The People Could Fly: American Black Folk Tales" by Virginia Hamilton. Um, and then my second one is Mufaro's Beautiful Daughters, an African Tale by John Steptoe. And I picked both of those because I think it's important that, you know, like when we talk about black history, we always talk about like who we were from slavery on. But before that, we were a, an, a rich, full group of people and yeah. we don't teach our kids about that part too and so I love that Mufaro's Beautiful Daughters is set in Africa and it's about you know us being kings and queens yeah. you know what I mean because yeah. that's such a big part of our history but then you know the other part is real too and so The People Could Fly is about more real life around you know folk tales from when we were in slavery and I think that that's important for kids these days to know because I don't know they know a lot about that so those yeah. are our two resources and then our quote is our quote is every accomplishment starts with the decision to try 
Good I like deal. it. I like that. Yeah, I'm going to use that with the boy. So, <laughs> yeah. yes. All right. So, that wraps up another episode of Hats Off. Um, Demario, go ahead and share all of your information. Yeah. Um, to register for Inspire's Foundation is www.inspireusfoundation.org. That's N S P I R E Foundation. I'm sorry. N S P I R E U S Foundation.org. Gotcha. And let's just be honest. Like he said, it's a foundation. So that means they accept donations. Yeah, please. So like if Send you hear what he's doing and he's doing good stuff and it touches your spirit, make sure you donate. Trust me, it'll go to a good thing. I ain't going to take Exactly. They got like a STEM <laughs> summer camp right now. They've yeah. taken the babies and exposing them to all kinds of things. It's good stuff. Yes, black people support. Don't buy Jordans. Support Inspire Us. Oh, I love that. Thank yes. you. All right, Brandy, what about you? Um, you can keep up with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook all day, every day. I am Brandy Mashana, B-R-A-N-D-I-M-I-S-H-O-N-N-A. You can check out my blog as well. That is www.prettygirlsmarterwoman.com. And you can catch us on IG at Hats Off Podcast CLT. Um, and we're on Facebook and Insta- uh, Facebook and Twitter at, at Hats Off Podcast. Um, Send us questions of the day at Hats Off Podcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on our personal pages. Mine is EAZY.ECM, which is easy.ECM on Instagram. And I am Courtney Leak LCSW on Instagram and Facebook, and then Courtney LCSW on Twitter. Um, and I think that's it. So thanks, guys. This was a long one, but it was a good one. Take yes, notes yes. so that you can do better. Um, and we hope that you all have a great week. Uh, so until next time, be you. Be true. Hats, hats off. off. Hats Off is brought to you by Earl Martin and my mommy. Courtney Leake, and I'm Carter.